0: Turn to Nehemiah chapter 4, and I want to just give you a few quick things. And I actually spoke this message to the, the teens a few weeks ago, and just wanted to uh, kind of hopefully encourage you with it as well. But in Nehemiah chapter 4, and we'll, we'll be all over the all over the uh, chapter here, but I want to speak to you on, on how to overcome Satan's attacks in your life. A lot of times when you go on youth conferences or trips or any kind of uh, conference or, or whatever meeting, a lot of times you make a lot of decisions and you get back home and it's as just Satan just hits you even harder than before. And so uh, I want to I try to give you and encourage you with a few things on how to overcome Satan's attacks in your life. We'll be in Nehemiah and we'll start reading in chapter 4 and through, uh, through verse 5 here. But it says, But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we built the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren in the army of Samaria, and said, "What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which they are burned? And now Tobiah and the Ammonite was by him and said, "Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Hear, O God, are here, O our God." For we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey in the land of captivity, and cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So I want to give you a few quick things. If you're taking notes, we're going to write down some stuff. But number one here, you read in this scripture in the latter part of, of Nehemiah. That people turn their prosecutors over to God. That's the first thing. They turn their prosecutors, or uh, their persecutors, over to God. These people were angry and they were furious. They were ridiculing and mocking the people here in this scripture. And you read down, and it's, it's saying, they even said, if a fox were to jump up on that wall, it would knock it down. It's, surely it's, it's not anything. What are they going to do? Verses 2 and 3. And it says, all this stuff, and they're putting them down and putting them down. And I like to when we get to to verse 4 here, it says, Hear, O O our God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey in the land of captivity, and cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So here, all this stuff is going on, and they're coming against the people of God, and they were trying to do God's work. And so how did they deal with it? How did they go through? As the scripture says, they, they turned to God. Hear God, hear our prayer. Hear, hear, hear God, we're throwing it back to you. Yes, they're making fun of us, but God turned their reproach back upon them. And they turned their persecutors over to God. They were real with God, and they, they turned them over to God. And God turned their insults here back upon them. They didn't bother with the insults. They turned them straight to God. Many times, a lot of, I think, in our Christian lives, we focus too much on the insults of the devil. We focus too much on the insults that people may throw at us. We focus too much on the, on the bad things that are happening, what people may be saying about us, and it, lets, and it gets us distracted from our mission. It gets us distracted from our mission, and, and instead of giving them to God, we try to handle them ourselves, but as the people here in, in the scripture, they turn them over to God and they keep on moving. They kept on going. And I tell our teenagers this almost all the time. I said, if you are saved, you've asked Jesus Christ into your life, you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, Satan knows that he can't take you to hell. Satan knows that he can't, that he can't take you to hell. So the next best thing that he's going to try to do is to get you distracted, to get you off track, to get you off course, to get you off of where you're trying to go. And that's his goal for your life. That's his plan. And when that happens, you have to turn him over to, turn him over to God and say, God, I can't handle this alone. I can't handle this by myself, and I need you to take care of this, this issue in my life. In Hebrews ten thirty, it says, For we know him that hath said, vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. We have to stay focused on our mission and trust that God is going to take care of the rest. A lot of times as young people, even as adults, we get distracted by what we're trying to do for God. Satan's winning. We get distracted. He can get us off track, and and he will do whatever he can to do that. So we have to be like the people here that Scripture is talking about and turn our persecutors over to God. Number two, we have to stay focused on doing God's will. In verses 6 and 7, Nehemiah chapter 4, it says, So built we the wall, and all the wall was joined, together into the half thereof. For the people had a mind to work, but it came to pass that when Sambal and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem, Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then were they very wroth. Then were they very wroth. So what happened was they, they turned their persecutors over to God. And now they're staying focused on doing God's will. We see here in our life that Satan is going to do whatever he can to try to discourage you. I tell our teenager he's going to do whatever he can to discourage you, to hurt you, to get you thinking of of bad things, to distract you from doing what God wants you to do. But you know what you have to do? You have to keep on moving. If you've ever seen Finding Nemo, you just got to keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep going. Keep on going down the path that God's promised. You keep on going down the right track. Stay focused on doing God's will. And you stay true to your calling. You keep on following what God says, the decisions that they've made these past couple weeks and the decision that they made while they were at Teen Rev. You can't just make that decision while you're there for the week. Same for us as adults. We can't just make decisions that are, that are good. And we make a decision on Sunday and then come Monday we forget about it and it's all, it's all gone. And we can't even remember what the pastor even spoke on. We have to keep on staying focused on, on what God is saying. Keep on staying doing what God is saying. Keep on following God's calling. Don't stop. As that in ver- verses 6 and 7 said, they didn't stop. You didn't see them. while well, they were making fun of us, so we're going to give up. They're making fun of us, so we're just going to put all of our tools aside and, and not keep going. We're just going to quit. No, they kept on following what God said. Number three, they stayed prayerful and active. Same thing for us. Verses 8 and 9, it says, and conspired all of them together to come and to fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God, and we set a watch against them day and night because of them. I wish that in our, our Christian lives, it was just as easy as I could just pray a quick prayer, and the devil would leave me alone. They would just, he would just leave me alone and not come back to me, you know, leave me alone for several, you know, days, whatever it was. I wish that's how it worked. I wish that it was that easy. But it seems just as, as soon as I pray for God to, you know, work in my life and, and get me back on track and to let Satan's darts that he's throwing at me be, be, be detoured and get away from me, it seems like five minutes later something else is happening. Seems like the next hour, something else is going on in my life. And here it says, stay prayerful and stay active. Just because we pray for a few minutes uh, or, or longer on a certain situation doesn't mean that our enemy is going to stop fighting. We must continue to pray and act. And Nehemiah kept on praying and kept on being active in the fight. I liken this to a football game or a, or a boxing match. The guys come out there in the, in the boxing match, and, and they get out there and get ready to box in the contest, and the, and the guy rings the bell. Round one starts, and the guys, they're fighting. They're going at it. They get through round one. They're all done. Round two comes. Ding, ding, ding. Here we go. The next guy comes out, and the other guy just stands there, just stands there and gets punched to the heavens. He's just getting beat up, bruised, knocked on the ground. What happened? He wasn't staying active. He wasn't still doing what he started in round one. He kept on, he just stood there. Now they'd be stupid. If you're watching a boxing match, and the guy stands up there, and, and it's your guy that you're rooting for, and he starts getting nailed, melee in the face, you're gonna be at the TV like, dude, what are you doing? Fight, swing, do something, roll on the ground, play dead. It don't matter, do something. Don't just stand there. Same thing for football. Let's say a team comes out, and they play first, second quarter. They're out there, and they come out after halftime. Offense comes out, hikes the ball, quarterback just stands there. Just looking, looking around. What's going to happen? He's going to get nailed. He's going to get smacked. It's going to be over. Why? Because he's not staying active. He's not moving. He's not not doing the things. He's going to wish he was staying prayerful. But here in this this part three, uh, Nehemiah, they kept on staying prayerful. They kept on being active. They kept on moving. They kept on fighting. They kept on dodging. They kept on following what God said. Staying prayerful, staying active in our life. Number four, Satan will take it to another level. Satan will take it to another level in his, his fighting after you. Verses 10 and 13 says, And Judah said, The strength of the bearers of the burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, They shall not know neither see till we come in the midst among them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, For all places whence ye shall return unto us will be upon you. Therefore said I in the lower places behind the wall, and on the higher places I even set the people after their families with swords, their spears, and their bows. So here, what do we see that he did? He took it to another level. He said, okay, you're going to try to come at us at a different level? We're going to take it to another level. h and whole another level. We're going to take it to a whole other place. And that's what they did. And just because we pray... To God and ask God to help us doesn't mean that Satan is going to stop. Doesn't mean that as our teenagers come back from from youth conference, just because they come back and spend a little extra time, five minutes in in the Word of God, that Satan's going to be like, man, they're on fire. I'm not going to bother them. I'm not going to try to get them off track. He's going to keep coming and coming and coming. And what do we have to do as Christians, as teenagers, as young adults? We have to take it to another level. When Satan raises the bar, we got to raise it higher. When Satan tries to take us on another level, we got we got to take it higher. I likened it um, to them a few weeks ago. How many of you ever played Mario Brothers? I'm talking the original, like the year I was born. It came out. Yeah, y'all played it? And so uh, Mario Brothers, Nintendo, the original Nintendo. And the first level is easy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You jump, you hit a mushroom, you catch the mushroom, you grow bigger, then you go on, you hit another mushroom, you get fireball, then you're on fire, then you're going. It's easy. You run really fast, jump up, grab the flag, and it does all the noise, and you get there and you're like, yeah! Next level comes along, it's a little harder. It gets a little tougher. You're in, the, you're in the, I don't know, it's like black and blue is all I can remember is how it was. And you're going, and now there's little mushrooms chasing you. And you're like, what in the world is going on? All this stuff's going on. And as you keep on going, it keeps on progressing, and it keeps on getting more difficult. It keeps on getting harder. And finally, you're trying to save Princess, and it's, it's a hard level, and Bowser's there. And it's tough. And you die a lot. It's a hard, hard level. But you've got to keep on raising it. It's going, to keep on, it's going to keep on getting harder. It's going to keep on getting difficult. But you have to raise that level as it goes with you. You have to take it to another level. What will you do when Satan takes his, his schemes to another level? What are you going to do? be like, oh, no, that's not fair. It's not fair. You can't do that. I'm not ready. I'm not that skilled. That's the problem. We're not that skilled, but God is. And God can help us. doesn't matter what's going on in our life. We have to, we have to turn it over to God and say, God, this is too tough for me. It's just too difficult. I need your help. And that's how we take it higher. What will you do when Satan takes to another level? What did Nehemiah do here? He got creative. Instead of getting frustrated, instead of uh, getting upset at the continued persecution, he didn't give up, but kept thinking of different things to deal with the problem. I think oftentimes as Christians, especially as teenage young adults, we think, oh man, that's Satan what am I going to do? He's, he's smarter than me, yeah? He's smarter than anything I can do, yeah? But if you've got Jesus Christ on your side, you've got, you've got way more than he's got. And that's what we have to rely upon. That's what I tell our teenagers all the time. You can't rely upon your own self. You can't rely upon your strengths. You can't rely upon the good that you've done, because it's, be, it's nothing compared. It's nothing compared to that. You have to have Jesus on your side. You have to remember what it is that Jesus did for you. Number five, You have to remember the Lord. A lot of verses here, 14 through 20. It says, And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be ye not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we return all of us to the wall, everyone unto his work. And it came to pass at the time forth, that we have uh, of my servants wrought in the work. And the other half of them held both the spears, shields, and the bows, and the harbons, And the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. And they, were, uh, they which builded on the wall, and they unto bear burdens with those that laid it. Everyone with one of his hands wrought in the work, and with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I said unto the nobles, to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, The work is great and large, and we are separated into the wall, one far from another. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. Love that last part. Our God shall fight for us. They weren't worried. They were not worried. They had said, God, we're, we're giving them to you. We're, we're going to do whatever it is. Hey, Satan's going to take it to the level. Our, our, our persecutors are going to take it higher. God, with your strength, we're going to take it higher. They weren't worried. Our God shall fight for us. Here, they called upon them to remember the Lord. Called upon them to remember God. Why? Because God's awesome. Why? Because he can handle anything. Why? Because that they knew that if they trusted in God and believed in him, that God would fight for us. You know what we do a lot of times as Christians. We fight our own battles and we lose them. We fight our own battles. We don't let the Lord fight the battles for us. Uh, I can't remember where I heard it or or who said it, but I uh, remember hearing preaching saying, God will fight your battles for you if you let him. And he will let you fight your battles for you if you want to fight them. I don't know about you, but when battles come into my life, when things uh, tear me down, when I don't know what to do, which direction to go to, what I'm doing, I can't fight them by myself. I have to have God. I have to have the Lord. And I tell the teenagers that you're not going to be able to do that by yourself. You're not going to be able to accomplish and do these things and fight Satan's attacks by yourself. You have to you have to trust in God. You have to remember the Lord and let him fight for you. Number six, having confidence in God falls along kind of that same line. Nehemiah displayed confidence in God. In Proverbs 21, 31 says, The horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory. Rest in the Lord. We have to have confidence in God. I think a lot of times it's, it's very hard, and it's cliche to say, just have confidence in God. Just have confidence. And we say that like it's, you know, just something real easy. It's hard to have confidence in God when your life seems like a, a termite and a yo-yo. It's like you don't know what to do. It's hard to have confidence in God when you're not knowing which way to turn, which way to go, which way to do. It's hard to, when I, we come up to somebody that's struggling and say, well, just pray and have confidence in God. That's a lot easier said than done. It's a lot easier to say, well, we're going to have confidence in God. But here they they trusted God. They had confidence that he was going to bring us through. If we're going to make it in this life, if we're going to be able to withstand the attacks of Satan, we're going to have to have confidence in what God says and what God's word says. And know that he's going to stand true in his word. Last thing, I'll be done. We have to endure personal discomfort to reach the goal. We have to endure personal discomfort to reach the goal. Verses 21 and 23 says, So we labored in the work, and half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Likewise, at the same time, said I unto the people, Let every one with his servant lodge with, within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us and labor on the day. So neither I, nor my brethren, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of, none of us put off our clothes, saving that everyone put them off for washing. They endured personal discomfort to reach the goal. If I'm being attacked, um, I'm deathly scared of, of the ocean. Uh, I don't mind going like here. Um, but anything higher than that, I, I'm no bueno. Um, I, I don't like uh, being in the water. I feel like I'm helpless. But if I'm being attacked by a shark, I know this is funny. Shark week starts tomorrow night, so this is why I have this. If I'm being attacked by a shark or some other animal, I'm going to go down fighting, I'm not going to just lay there and let a shark make dinner out of me. I'm going to go down fighting. I'm going to go, whatever happens, whatever's going on, I'm going to fight until there's no more fight left in me. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on punching. I'm going to remember all the things they say from Shark Week, punching it in the nose, doing whatever i got to do. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep on going. It's going to be probably uh, uncomfortable. It's probably not going to be the best situation, but I'm not just going to sit there and take it. I'm going to go down swinging. Just like some of you would. You're going to be swimming for your life. You're going to be doing whatever it is to get away. To reach the goal of living. To reach the goal that if I can get away from that shark, I will live. And keep on going. And that's how, wrapping this all together, we have to live our life. We have to say, you know, these men here endured this personal discomfort to reach this goal. What are you willing to endure? Teenagers, what are you willing to endure to reach the goal? Being made fun of? Mocked at, ridiculed, laughed at, same as as adults for doing the things that Jesus Christ has said, that Jesus Christ has commanded us to do. What are we willing to endure to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ? I read many Bible stories, and you guys know them all too, about all the things that Paul went through and all the things all these different men went through to preach the the word of of Jesus Christ, to preach the Bible. A lot of times I sit back and say, man, I can't talk to, I can't say that. I can't ask my waitress, you know, if she... Goes to church anywhere. God forbid. She might think I'm weird. You know. And we think that's a huge discomfort in our life. I want to tell you something. That's nothing. It's nothing compared to anything that this is talking about. And we have to endure a lot of things, a lot of situations that aren't going to be very comfortable. A lot of things that we're going to be made fun of, that we're going to be mocked at. And people are going to laugh at us. But I I want our teenagers to know that it's far better Far better to follow what God says, to follow what the Bible says, to live a life that's pleasing unto him and maybe endure a little discomfort, our friends not liking us, our peers not not liking us, than to look back and regret not sharing the word of God, than to look back and regret regret not living a life that is pleasing unto God. We live a life sometimes that, that is like that. And that kind of attitude is not one that is Christ-like or Holy Spirit-led. I don't know about you, but I want my life to resemble Christ. I want when I look in the mirror to to see Jesus and not myself. I want when I look in the mirror to, to see the Holy Spirit working in my life. And we have to repent. And we have to ask God to work in our life and let Christ show himself strong and mighty in our life and handle these attacks the same way that Christ would. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you these things, and and I'm done, that Jesus Christ will will fight your battles. Jesus Christ will will help you overcome the attacks that Satan will send your way if you let him. If you let him. So hard as people to let go, as Pastor Dave said this morning, let go and and let God. It's so hard as, as human beings to just let go of a situation and hopefully it'll work itself out. Why? Because we want to do it. Because we want to make everything work. We want to make everything and put the right pieces in and make it all work and make it, and make it be the best it can be. But a lot of times we make a big mess instead of just letting God just take care of it and say, God, hey, I'm willing to follow you. I'm willing to trust you. I'll do whatever it is, but you've got to help me. You've got to help me. You've got to help me do this. You've got to help me conquer these things. I, said, I, I try to do my best to, to do these things that, that I have given you tonight to be able to, to be able to withstand the attacks that Satan throws at me. And these teenagers need your prayers. These teenagers need, need your help. They need to know that somebody's praying for them. They need to know that somebody loves them. They need to know that their church family is behind them. They need to know that it's not just uh, some money that you gave them to, to go have a fun time, but that you prayed for them, that you care about them. They're the foundation. They're the ones that are coming up next. They're the ones that are going to be here long after you're gone. And it's, it's time that we invest in them. It's time that we show them and help them and pray for them. So they can overcome the attacks that Satan's going to throw at them. They're all fixing to go back to school. They're all fixing to go back to public high schools and colleges and all these different things going on and starting new new beginnings in their life. And they're going to need help to overcome Satan's attacks. They're going to need encouragement. They're going to need prayer. More than anything, they're going to need prayer. You know that the world that we're living in is a, is a tough time. And it's tough for teenagers. There's a lot of things that I look back and the stuff that they're dealing with that I never even could imagine dealing with. And they need help. They need your prayer. I know a lot of times they make you want to pull your hair out. They make me want to pull mine out. But they need help. And they need prayer.